0: A Shot of Wrestling, episode 80, and away we go. On this week's show... Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Top 500 Superstars. We interview the Puerto Rican beast Frankie Flow, and Hurricane Cena makes it rain.
1: I beat. Freestyles and Stone Cold Sutton and hitting the attitude adjustment Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker Kane Sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman Reigns Get this dude love and you got my back Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus Jack It's Patty Jack, the face that runs the place now So phenomenal when I'm breaking the walls down You're about to get hit, we going off the script If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick we talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJP.
0: Break out the pom-poms, motherfuckers. It's another edition of a shot of wrestling. I am here, but MJP is still on vacation, so I mean it to grace you guys with the presence of greatness, none other than the new. Undisputed NXT Women's Champion, Vacant, is in the house with us tonight.
2: Oh yes. I am very glad to be on this so-called. How do you say? Ah, yes. Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I am very happy about your excitement. It it took a while to get you here because your your manager was playing around with the contract.
2: Well, uh, you know, my manager had to secure a good deal. You know, I've been I've held multiple titles this year so my value has grown
0: you know and it was the hardest negotiation that the green man and the green man's intern has ever gone through and back for another week is uh intern jeff how are you doing brother
3: i'm surprised that you brought me back but i'm (laughs) very (laughs) grateful
0: thank you you so much (laughs) gentlemen it has been a big week in wrestling but just to take wrestling out of the equation for a little bit conor mcgregor Fought Floyd Money Mayweather, The big money fight just happened. Woo. We've been talking about it. We've been getting predictions from wrestlers in the indie scene, and finally it came to fruition. What did you guys think?
2: I'm surprised Connor lasted that long. I agree but you know that. what? Uh, I really think, too, that we should give him a round of applause because he lasted longer inside a ring of a different sport right. than your boy CM Punk.
0: Okay. And that's how we bring it back to wrestling. That's right. CM Punk did not do that well. Wait, wait.
3: We forgot to mention the, my terrible pronunciation of Mauro Ranello.: Mauro.
0: That, that was actually pretty good. No, yeah, no, Not bad, right? Yeah. Not too bad. You called him Mahalo before we went on air. <laughs> and you, you got, were like legitimately thinking his name was Mahalo Ranallo.
3: Only because you guys gave me like seven time tries. If you guys did this live, it would have been Mahalo Dude To those
2: out there in podcast land, we had to phonetically uh, teach him
0: how to say... Mauro Ronaldo. With signs. Yeah. Do you think his commentating made that fight a lot more epic than it was? Oh yeah.
2: Mauro Ronaldo is a jack of all trades. Really? And I think the, mm-hmm. the fact that he can he can take um, any sport, learn the stats to memory, and I add his own spice to it? Mm-hmm. actually made me enjoy a boxing match in maybe more than 15 years wow back back in the days Man. where oscar de la joya or, or chavez or pernell Whitaker, all these people that used to give a crap about boxing and knocking the crap out of you you know he made me get invested into this mm-hmm. match and i think uh, he did a wonderful job it, it was nice to see him back in his element yeah so, nice i percent agree Morrow was in a
3: a great commentator on a on a different note i was watching a pod listening or watching a podcast with natalia and she was talking about in, like, 2000 when she was trying to break into the, the business mm-hmm. that Morrow was also at that time a commentator for, like, a small indie, whatever, promotion. So it shows that how long Morrow has been in the game to get to where he is. I mean, to be the commentator for a main event of a big pay-per-view like that shows that, you know, it's not easy to get to the top. It takes years and years and years. You don't just wake up there. Yeah.
2: I would have Maro Ronaldo replace Joe Buck. I hope that happens. Hashtag Ronaldo for NFL.
0: Hashtag make it happen. Um, and we're, while we're talking about um, announcers, ring announcers, and also commentators, professional wrestlers, I feel like everybody wears a lot of hats nowadays. It has to be said with the person that we're going to interview on this episode of A Shot of Wrestling, the Puerto Rican beast, Frankie Flo, the promoter for legendary action wrestling. We're going to figure out all the hats he wears, and he's going to lay the law down tonight on A Shot of Wrestling.
4: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: A Shot of Wrestling proudly brings to you Frankie. No! What is hey, up, what's man? What's going on out there, man? It is so nice to have you on the show tonight on a shot of wrestling. I, I'm so excited. It, it's great. How are you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I really appreciate the opportunity to be uh, uh, one of your guests on a shot of wrestling, man. I'm pretty sure one of, of, of many. Do great things about the podcast, man. I, mean, I love it. You know, and it's an honor. It's a real honor to be on the show.
0: Well, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, well, one of the things we really wanted you on the show is because you wear so many different. Different hats, and for people who don't know, you know, that may see you in the ring or may hear the name Frankie Flow, but you're everywhere. You have your hand in the pot in everything, whether it's in the community, um, building legendary action wrestling. You're in the ring. The name Frankie Flow is just everywhere. So, how do you balance everything?
1: Man, I have no idea. I just, <laughs> I just, I just, go with the flow. No pun intended. Uh, I,
0: I, I don't know, man. I just, you
1: know, I I love I love wrestling. I, I love the feel that I'm in, the, the science that I'm in, the martial art that I'm in. You know, um, I, I love it. I love to see young kids, you know, uh, get great, you know, opportunities. Um, you know, I've seen um, you know, a couple of opportun- a couple of uh moments where I thought the promoter could have done something different. Um, cater to certain, uh, you know, fans out there. You know, it seems like you know when you look. Things, everything looks almost like duplicates. It's almost like the same thing every weekend, you yeah. know, and I wanted to do something different. And you know, hey, you know, <laughs> might as well just do it yourself, you know. So right now I'm the owner promoter for Legendary Action Wrestling. I'm so active wrestling for ECPW. I'm the current United States champion for BWF. I hold a couple of titles in Puerto Rico still. You know, I'm you know I've got Santo Domingo coming up in January. I got Columbia coming up in November. I got two shows coming up this month. I'm staying pretty busy, I man blessed I'm very blessed.
0: Frankie flow worldwide is taking over <laughs> that's what it sounds like so let's take it back a little bit how much was wrestling an influence uh, on you growing up well I'm gonna let
1: everybody in a little secret I'm not gonna elaborate too much on it but my last name is whatever and then you know I, I guess everybody can kind of like do the research themselves so wrestling been in my family for a long long time mm-hmm. um, I've been a fan from what I I mean I can't even remember when you know on Saturday mornings, kids ran home to watch Saturday morning cartoons I was sleeping because I was staying awake Friday nights watching wrestling. And it's just been in my blood. It's, you know, it's been in my family for a long time. And um, I, I just, you know, once I had the opportunity, which started kind of late for me, I just jumped on it. I just jumped on it, I took every advantage, you know, uh, advantage of every situation, every moment, every situation I was given and just
0: ran with it, just ran with it. So it was part of your whole life growing up and now you're building a new dynasty with your son, the Zombie King. You know, how, how ingrained in, in his life has, your influence been? Well, I mean, my son's
1: been um, been with me for a long time and um, he's very athletic. He was just like me. And, um, he enjoyed wrestling. He was very acrobatic and uh, when he got the opportunity to watch me wrestle for the first time, it just, you know, he just grabbed the itch and said, Daddy, mm-hmm. I want to do it. And I was like, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to train you the best way I can. And I trained him to a certain level, but then I realized his style was completely different from mine. Um, I'm more of a stand-up brawler type guy. He's more of a, like, flying, you know, um, you know, introduce him to a couple of people. You know, Damian Adams, um, who started training him. You know, Crazy Ivan, and you know, and we've been, you know, right now, seven-time tag team champions, legitimate. Right now, probably the only father-son tag team in the business today. That's a know, story to be
0: told. How do how do you feel so, being tag team with your son and being champs? Well,
1: in the beginning, it was it was nerve wracking because you know you're wrestling. You know, and wrestling is a physical sport. You know, and um, yeah. seeing someone beat up on my son, and I I got to wait to get in. You know, <laughs> uh, that was a little bit. Nerve- but as he, you know, he's a flow. You know, his last name is Rivera. Like you said, that's in our blood. It's, our, it's in, you know, where it's in our generations, in our family for a long, long time. He got it. You know, he got it. I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him.
0: There's something we say here on this show every time, and it's that wrestling brings people together. Um, yeah. It's a great business to be part of. Who do you consider in the business like your close personal friends?
1: Actually, there's several, but um, the ones that I want to say, the ones that I trust. Like, I mean, you know, fortunately, This business is not, uh, you know, one that you can hold friends on too long. Unfortunately, it's it's like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's uh, they'll use you for what they can get, then they're on their own. Then they realize they should have, you know, not turned their back. You know, and stay humble. Um, but right now, I will say, uh, Crazy Ivan and Damian Adams are the two guys I trust the most. Gotcha. And
0: as far as mentors of so people bring you into the business. Is. Who are those people? The
1: ones who brought me into the business, but even now was you know Gino Caruso and uh, from ECPW, Mister Italy. Uh-huh. Um, he's the one that started training me in the very beginning, and then uh, a couple of guys from Puerto Rico, Eddie, you know, like I said, my last name Rivera. Go back into the WWF, and then you guys will realize what I'm talking about.
0: No, for sure. There, you, we've mentioned you know your roots in Puerto Rico. What is the difference between uh, organization and promotion being run in Puerto Rico? Is there a difference from it in the United States? Yeah there's a huge difference there's a huge difference um the, the way
1: it's promoted in puerto rico is you know it's you know it's promoted by the entire locker room you know it ain't just one guy and each company out there tries to do something that's going to make them stand out and try to be different um what i see happening here in the state is they don't really look at what's going to um, um bring the fans back you know it's all about matchmaking and um sometimes matches may look good on paper mm-hmm. but it really won't bring anything to the to the crowd out and that's one of the biggest issues right now um fantasy booking you know um like I said tough good on paper but it doesn't really make sense yeah. once you see it live in Puerto Rico it's like all about the show not about the map mm. um and that's the difference over there they promote the entire show here you promote a particular main event you know over there it's all about the, the title of the of the show itself gotcha. that's
0: a huge difference gotcha now is there anything from Puerto Rico that you're bringing into legendary action wrestling to make it different to make it stand out yeah
1: I what I'm doing is I'm like I said, I'm promoting the show itself. Um, To me, the show is all about um, great uh, storylines, promoting constantly on Facebook, social media, Mm -hmm. big events in every avenue we've got, and not really promoting a a main event. Um, I promote the show as itself, as a whole.
0: Gotcha. So as fans, what do we have in store for us on September 2nd? September
1: 2nd, right now, it's promotion versus promotion. LAW versus BWF. It's two companies going against each other. Um, Two Latin owned companies uh, competing for the number one title, you know, the big team of New York. You know, one of us is gonna walk out a name, Frank White, just to see who's the most dominant company. Is it LAW or BWF? And we're gonna find out September second.
0: Um, what yeah. do you hope to see from the guys, the locker rooms in this show?
1: I want to see their guys. I want them to, uh, mm. you know, leave it all out there in the ring. You know, uh, I, 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 everyone is. I like, what I tell you, all these guys, they, they gotta leave there. You know, don't get intimidated because there's someone in the in the, in the show that's maybe better than you or you think they're better than you Mm -hmm. go out there Work your match. Work your style. And 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 let the fans know who you are. Do your best. Go out there. Perform. You know, you're entertain that crowd. You know, wrestling is it will, it's, it will fall into place. But let's get those crowds to understand who you are. What's going on right now is people walk away from shows and kind of forget who wrestled that night. You know, um, and that's what happens. The promoter's fault because, you know, promote your guys. Don't promote, you know, the name that you brought over. You know, they're leaving tomorrow. Your guys are still there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so it well, goes out there, man. And do your thing. Well, the wrestling lambs has changed I mean even with the formation of NXT you got the WWE network and there's so much talent that big organizations you know need and they start taking it from all these smaller companies Um, can you share your perspective of what is going on in the independent scene right now
1: I don't really see a lot of original people before it was Mm -hmm. original people
0: people that stood
1: out you know people that you never forgot now it's like you know guys are going out there and they're doing their best but they're duplicating what they're seeing they're not being themselves Mm-hmm. you know like you know Bruce Lee said go out there and express yourself and these guys are not expressing themselves they're just you know going with the with the motion you know Um, and that's what I see it's like I I, I can't you know and I don't get me wrong everybody's doing their best you know and the promotion is doing their best you know but you you, you, you 10 minutes later you don't remember anything mm-hmm. you know there was nothing spectacular about something that happened and you know guys right now man just go out there and and, and, and promote yourself every avenue you can get so much you can do with social media and and, and you can do so much you know to really promote yourself as an individual and the promoters are going to love you because you're drawing at the end of the day it's all about how many butts you can put in the seats because right i don't care how good wrestler you are there's no one there to watch you who's gonna know Mm -hmm. you know and and you know and go out there and 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 be special when you walk out through that curtain make sure they remember you from that moment on whether the gear you're wearing the shape you're in the look you have so many guys out there man they do drive-by in the gym they don't even stop in a gym you gotta be special you know you can't look like someone i just met in the grocery store you know some of these guys look like <laughs> they just worked at target you know yeah and, and they're a wrestler the guy weighs 110 pounds and he's wearing cut off jeans and, and, and kick pads. Mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's a wrestler you know and i don't blame them i blame the promoter for putting them on the show you know i mean i'm very picky who works on my show you have to be trained you have to go to practice you gotta be able to cut me promos you gotta have certain gear you know you know you gotta be clean you know i mean i've wrestled some guys guys. That I went to the store and bought them soap. Dude, here, use this. You know, <laughs> you know so, and that's what I can say is, man, really promote yourself, be special, you know, and make sure that people remember you.
0: Right. That's good advice for the boys. Have you received any professional advice along the way that you really keep to heart? Well, uh,
1: I wrestled in Amsterdam, New York at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, and it was my, I, I want to say it was my first, my second year in the business. And uh, I got introduced to Mel Maskers by Jimmy Snooker. Oh, wow, cool. And, um, um, mil mascaris and jimmy snooker both told me to keep wrestling stay wrestling don't do the theatrics of these crazy moves that makes be remembered for who you are be frank Flow. don't ever change your gimmick don't ever change your name and, and to this day 10 years later i'm known everywhere by frankie mm-hmm. flow they know mm-hmm. exactly who i am and they know what style i'm gonna bring to the ring you know the best advice i ever got was just to be myself
0: that's very true even as a fan you're able to see that in the ring when someone is being natural and being themselves instead of trying to be something that they're not.
1: It's it's so obvious when someone's forcing a promo out of them, mm-hmm. you know? There's nothing natural about it. You know, you're forcing the words. You're not an actor, so why are you acting? <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, so many guys, they gotta come promo and they look, they're more scared of coming a promo than actually wrestling. Be something you're not. You never went to school for acting, so why are you acting? <laughs> you know? That's so just so be true. yourself. Talk who you are, you know? Just say the words, you know? Say what's in your heart, you know? And do your job. And your job is to get those fans to come buy those tickets to come to fill those seats and see you
0: perform. Do you have any Passions outside the ring. Martial arts. Oh,
1: okay. I've been since I was six years old. I've been into martial arts, martial arts and bodybuilding. You know, I'm, I'm a
0: martial arts.
1: Mark, you want to call me a Mark? I think <laughs> that word. I'm a Mark for martial arts. That's awesome. Um, and a big uh into you know fitness and all that stuff. I'm uh-huh. um, trying to stay as big as possible and stay in shape. And you know, those are my two pet peeves. Uh, i uh, Those are my two. um I want to say. uh Lust, I lust for those things. You know, I'm in love with it.
0: Great word, great word to use. Wh- whether it's professionally or personally, do you have anything left on your bucket list? Um,
1: I mean, I would love to wrestle in Mexico one day. Okay. I mean, obviously, Japan is everybody's dream. You know, that would be great. But what I- is it I- about I-
0: the lore of Japan? What What makes people really want to go out there? Because this- you,
1: because of the because of the, the value it brings to you. Okay. The value, and also, I mean, I can go to Japan whenever I want to. Yeah. You know, but the thing is you're not gonna wrestle for any top companies out there. You're gonna wrestle I mean Japan's got Indies just like you know uh the, the States do, you know, and Mexico mm-hmm. got the same thing. I've been invited to Mexico several times, but I wanna go out there for the right company. I don't wanna go out there just for any company. Right. Um when I do something, I want I want it to mean something. You know, I don't wanna do it just to do it. You know, um, you know, I could have wrestled in Mexico Japan until I wanted to. There's so many indie companies out there, you know, you can just fly yourself out there and go wrestle. A lot of guys do that, you know, and they say, Oh, I got booked, you know, well, don't bullshit us, man.
0: You know?
1: <laughs> um, um, you know, that's, you know, wrestling in, in, in Mexico, team up with um, with Mil Masqueros with more time, and wrestling in, in, in Mexico would be a pretty cool
0: moment in my life. Yeah. Recently, on WWE TV, you know, there's certain, uh, f- like, fan interaction that, that's going on right now, where it, it's crazy because you see fans wanting to try to hijack a show or take it over with beach balls and, and doing the wave, and in my opinion <laughs> it's like a disrespect for the performers who are in, uh, in the ring, getting paid to perform, and, and some other aspects people say well if the performers are not in there and trying to keep you entertained and keep the magic going then you know it allows for moments like this you as a promoter and you as um, a wrestler where do you stand on that issue i hate
1: it i hate it especially when you've got ninety thousand fans and they're all saying you can't wrestle Mm. how the hell did you ever wrestle in your life like who are you to judge me on my wrestling you know um like let's say roman reigns Roman Reigns is amazing in that ring, but because the position they put him in, big mistake, should have never drew out Daniel Bryan from that battle Royal. but from that moment on, Roman Reigns' career went downhill. Yeah, that was the moment, that, and and but like that wasn't Roman's fault. Mm-hmm. Why take it out on him for it? And he's amazing, he's talented, he can go, that man can work. Okay, I wouldn't give him the mic to cut a promo, but it's okay, <laughs> you know. Uh, let somebody talk for him. I mean, they yeah. did it with Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, Brock can't talk, so they gave him a, a Paul mm-hmm. Heyman, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think something's gonna happen because obviously he's be implanted, um, between Cena and him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a great, I would have, I would have booked that match a long time ago, yeah. You know, two of the most loved, hated wrestlers in the history of the WWE. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Who are they going to boo harder for? <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to be just as much hype as McGregor versus Mayweather. You know, it's going to be pretty cool. But I, I hate it when the fans, you know, the chance you pay for your ticket, that's great and dandy, you know, and, and, and we appreciate you. But don't take it out on the wrestlers because you did not like the way the storyline went. It's not their right. fault, you know? I mean, there's a there's a time and place for everything, you know? And I just thought it really, it really irks me when, you know, they yelling chanting you can't wrestle or you know or you know or they get beat up and they they cheer for the heel because they beat up John Cena you know it's like I mean that's great that's fine by me you know but just don't 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 take it on the guys they're out there putting their bodies on the line every every day of the night just for you to entertain yeah show them some respect
0: where do you see you as a wrestler you fitting in into that what's the me and Samoa Joe blow for blow wow yeah yeah blow
1: blow for blow Samoa Joe yeah I would be I would be in that mix with Roman. Lorraine, Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe that's where I would be that's where I would love to be
0: um I, I gotta tell you I, I totally see it because you guys are, are big guys who hold don't hold any punches back so it would be a brawl and, a, and as a fan it would be a dream match a Wrestlemania moment you could even say and while yeah while we're That'd talking awesome. about WrestleMania moments. What would be your version of your WrestleMania moment?
1: Wow. So many, it's kind of hard to choose from, but, um, I would, I, I, I would say when me and my son first won the tag team titles together, mm-hmm. um, that, that was a, a pretty, and that actually happened on father's day. I could oh, not wow. ask for a better moment, you know? So, it's amazing. um, that, that was a, a, a great moment in, in, in my career, teaming up with my son, um, you know, and then we did it seven times again. You know, so um, that's 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 uh pretty cool. But I I honestly I think I got one that's better. The fact that um being an independent wrestler, you know, and they don't have the platform like to add to WWE or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, to be in somewhere in Tennessee at a Applebee's, and this really happened. And I'm just sitting there, um, and some kid walks up to me and remembers me from YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. that that's pretty amazing. That 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 was like, I mean, I just goosebumps to this day. you know, so that
0: was pretty cool. Well, that goes back to your advice that you're giving the boys, you know, promote yourself, put yourself out there, use all the venues that you have, all the vehicles. Is there any stories that you could share that you haven't shared with anyone else?
1: I mean, the funniest story I ever had was when I killed up with Greg to have a Valentine, and um, the promoter told me he was going to do a run, and I was like, Greg's going to (laughs) run? And Greg looked at me and goes, I don't know what Greg he's talking about, but I'm not running nowhere, kid. (laughs) Um, I gave him the hot tag, and it took him like who knows how long. You know, he just said, "I'm sorry, kid. I just don't have it anymore." You know, so that was that was uh, a moment to hear. You know, such a legend like that tell me, "I can't do it, kid. Stay there till I get there." You know, <laughs> watch my back.
0: You know, that was pretty fun. So just to put it in full circle. You're a wrestler. Yes. You're a promoter trainer, yes. right? Yes.
1: Um, what other hats do you wear? Um, I do booking for BWF sometimes too. Um, I help guys create characters behind the scenes. Oh, well, cool. Um, anything you know, try you, to help. Yeah. That, try to that help we wouldn't them.
0: know any, anything. Um, no, I tell all upcoming. these young
1: kids that, you know, like they're being frowned upon because they've never knew how to put things together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, 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 you know just work with their their promos like ace maravilla who is now i'm building him to be the jester you know um you know i'm, I'm giving some advice to some kids out there who just seem to forget that i gave them the advice you know and mm-hmm. that's okay because i see it you know the zombie king who used to be junior flow the zombie king you know so i mean that's one of you know, the things i have a lot of fun with is just seeing these guys you know take my advice and and, and, and uh at the end of the day you gotta be marketable. You gotta be marketable, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta be uh, uh 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 you gotta be a moneymaker, you know. When when a promoter's gonna invest time in you, you know, you gotta be able to, you know, you know, uh, bring them a return. Um, you know, you can't go in there just because you can do great suplexes, you know, well, yeah. so does this guy, but you know, he does it with a purple hair on, you know, he does it with purple hair and, and and high heels. You're doing it in regular wrestling boots. Well, I'm gonna go with the guy with the high heels because people are gonna pay to see that. They're not gonna pay to see it same guy clone you
0: know dish. yeah so let me ask you who do you think that you've seen in the independent scene as that ready now talent who could put those butts in the seats for any tv company whether it be tna global force wrestling um ring of honor and new japan pro wrestling wwe you know who who do you see in the independent scene that you worked that you worked with that you're like dude this guy give him a few months i would i could totally see him on tv
1: um wow i'm so picky man i'm so picky um i want to say i'm not i'm not being well i'm not gonna be biased you know but my son has been ready yeah Um, look him up on youtube and do your own take your own judgment but no for sure right now eric Mm jaden when i think about eric jaden who's done eric jaden is one of the guys that i hope create his character i've given him a lot of advice and he he uh He's got a he's got a gimmick. He's got a character that's getting over. Yeah, you know, it's just some of the promoters just don't use it the right way. You know, he's he's uh when it comes for to uh get your return on your money, it would be Eric Jaden. I can see Eric Jaden selling a lot of t shirts, a lot of uh furry boots for the <laughs> WWE. Um um who well, we're kinda
0: biased ourselves with Eric Jaden here on the show because he has his own love hotline here for us. Um so people are gonna be calling in and he's gonna be giving them that little special advice that'll help them be hopefully the next definition of authority and sexiness. <sighs> He's
1: got, you know, the thing about Eric Jade, and, and, you know, and I got a couple of guys in my locker room, like, you know, Ace, um, like uh, Aramis, uh, Cha Cha Charlie, who's coming from Florida, um, Vin Steele, who's six foot seven, 500 pound plus, and he can do a, 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 a swan dive off the top rope, um, you know, Sunny Kiss, another kid who's got the it factor he just got to get guided the right way you know with the right promotions mm-hmm. um you know uh, michael landos always always been a fan of his you know he's a good kid the green machine you know uh, yeah. you know he's he's a, he's you know he's, he's got a good look to him you know um you know those guys you know the amazing gracious all these kids mm-hmm. all of them been in the ring with me at one time or another yeah you know either wrestled against me or taken advice from me or or or, or you know or 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 uh been yelled at by me, and you know, like the Graces, I've yelled at them plenty of times, and they're doing a great job, those two kids, right? I'm so proud of them. You know, I've been, you know, lucky enough to see a lot of these kids, you know, um, you know, push themselves. The Green Machine, Mike Orlando, I'm very proud of him. He promotes himself like like no tomorrow, you know?
0: He's out there. You know? He's everywhere. Yeah, he's
1: out there. Sunny Kiss, he's got a gimmick, he's got a character, he's got something that nobody else can get, and mm-hmm. he's himself. I remember the first time I talked to him, he was afraid to let him up. Be yourself, man. Be yourself, and you. And he's he's amazing. I love that kid, yeah. man. He does such great stuff, and he's so talented in the ring, and so athletic. He is. I mean, some kids can do so much, you know. I agree. The amazing races, man. These kids are. They came such a long way. I remember the first time I stepped in the ring, and they were so nervous, you know. And now they're just so open, you know. They, I, and they're they're acting like them. All these guys are being themselves. They're not making up. Who they are, they're not acting like they're not, you know, they're being themselves and they're mm-hmm. getting over it and, they, and it's working. You know, it's working. I've been so happy, you know, the fact to see them. You know, and everybody I've, I've mentioned act like them. It's, well, Jane is not as sexy as he thinks he is, you <laughs> know, especially when he's standing next to me. But, but they're all na- they're all natural with themselves. Yeah, they're being they're, they're expressing themselves and they're doing a great job at it.
0: Yeah, well. Everybody who you just recently mentioned, um, I have to say, I'm new, maybe a year or two into the independent scene. I'm really getting to know all the all these people. But everyone who you literally just mentioned, whether it be the Grace and Sunny Eric, Jaden, Mike, Orlando, um, people you haven't mentioned, Joe Gacy, um, Mike Verna, these are all people who, when I've seen them, literally as they come out of the curtain, they're superstars. Yep. you know, they just and it's just something about them. And it could be, you know, I haven't nailed it down yet, but it could be the point that you're saying about them that they're just being themselves you know they're coming out and that confidence that comes out is them being them it's no one different yeah. and, and it speaks to me it speaks to the audience because as soon as they go through the curtain i literally look to to whoever i'm next and i'm like yo that dude he's got it he's like yeah. he's a stud like and then you and you get, get them in the ring and they're amazing you know like you said sunny kiss is amazing in the ring the acrobatics yeah, things that he so can talented. do it's amazing you know and, and i love the fact that Adding on to it that he is being himself. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great.
1: And and out of all of them, to me, he's the most courageous of them all because, you know, he's openly gay yeah. and he's not afraid to show it to the world and they love him for it. Yeah. I love him for it. I agree. just yourself. I mean, Eddie McQueen and Rick Cataldo, you know, mm-hmm. and the, I don't know, Rick, maybe Rick kind of opened that doorway for them. Um, you know, the Rick Cataldo's, you know, been, you know, arresting for a long time. You know, and they, you know, and you know, don't worry about what people are gonna say. Man, just be yourself. Who cares? You know, if they bother you, call me. I'll beat them up for <laughs> you. Don't worry about
0: it, you know? you heard I, it here
1: I, first. I love those three guys, I love them. I love them. They're so talented, and and they can work, and they can work. You know, they can get, they they give you the entertainment factor, and they can get in the ring and go toe to toe with you too. You
0: know,
1: so very, very proud of something, Kiss.
0: Yeah. When we sit back here a year from now, and I'm I'm again chilling here. With Frankie Flow, and we're looking back at your accomplishments mm-hmm. for 2017. What do you think are, are going to be some of the things we're going to talk about?
1: Um, who am I going to sign next to a contract? A legendary action wrestler. All right. Yeah, I want to. I want to be known right now. You got the got the ladder. The way I see it, WWE and I'm, WWE is a whole package. I'm including SmackDown, Raw, NXT, all that. Okay. Okay, that consider them one package. They're not four different companies. They're one company. Yeah. Um, TNA, well, excuse me, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. They've nice. been steady. They've been riding the same wave for years. They're they're, they're, they're going to be the same position. They like where they're at, and they're great, and they're dominant where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, if they wanted to, they can give the WWE run for the money anytime they feel Absolutely. like it. Absolutely. Uh, and then TNA, you know, I hope TNA can turn around the, um, you know, creative. Hey, by the way, if TNA's you listening to me, you know, hey, I, I put, I, I got five, four 400, 400 people sold out show with a bunch of indie guys, no wrestling. Give me the creative part of it. I hope TNA get on the back. Mm. Um, and then, you know, hopefully it'll be WWE Ring of Honor, TNA, and then legendary action wrestling that's that's my dream
0: that's my uh that's my goal yeah well i mean you're creating stars you know one of the things that you know i'm not too happy about i mean sometimes it's cool to see you know your your independent superstars make it on tv when you just saw them like a week ago um at a show but they're just taking them you know like who's going to be left but you know the great thing about you and what you're doing is you're starting to build new stars you're starting to create create new storylines create new characters and that's what legendary action wrestling is all about so let us know we got september 2nd coming up what else is coming down the pipeline
1: September 2nd Diagonal Towers uh, 6 o'clock bell time um, like I said it's going to be a war between olive W and B.W. to out who controls New York um, then September 17th Legendary Action Wrestling debuts in Bridgeport Connecticut okay we got uh, Extreme Tiger Tito Santana Robbie E um, they're all going to be part of that show myself Zombie King um, the main event there. there um, is going to be Puerto Rico versus Mexico uh, my son representing Puerto Rico and Extreme Tiger representing Mexico that's going to be a pretty good match um, Team Shazam. Man, the L.A.W. How are we champion? man taking on a, a, a surprise. We're not gonna let that cat out of the bag that's been running <laughs> his mouth. So he got he got a big challenge coming up to him. Um, then I'll be teaming up with Tito Santana taking on uh, Eric Jaden and Bobby B. Oh man, um, yeah. So we got a pretty good lineup, you know, pretty good lineup.
0: That looks like a great show. Where is it gonna be again? Because I might need to get myself out of Queens, out over to Connecticut.
1: Yeah, shoot up. It's gonna be a great show. It's our first show in um in 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 Bridgeport, Connecticut. You know, so we're really you know going crazy promoting locomotive crazy right now you know right now we're um um getting through it um'm so uh, I gotta okay can you hold on us oh, no, anyway no forget it I gotta I gotta take this call this is actually Tito right now
0: it's Tito Santa you could three-way us I'll be very Please, quiet I
1: gotta ask him permission go'll <laughs> freak out go'll freak out so all
0: right well I mean that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> uh, so Frankie Flow, thank you very much for taking the opportunity to speak to a shot of wrestling. We'll definitely be catching up those shows on September second and the seventeenth. Sound really exciting, so I can't wait to be there. Frankie Flow, thank you very much, brother.
1: Thank you. It was an honor being on your show, man. Really, 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 really honor. Just keep it going, and um, um, you know, we'll talk again. You know, you got uh, you got an invitation to both my shows. You know, just come on down, enjoy the night. I'm pretty sure you have a great
0: time. I love it, brother. Thank you. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Wow. If there is any person who could cut an interview short because of a phone call, it has to be Tito Santana. Tito, if you want to come on a shot of wrestling, the door is open. I want to know what the conversation between you and Frankie Flo was. Gentlemen, what do you think about Tito Santana just ruining my interview?
2: That was a Hall of Fame uh, way of, uh, you know, know, making this uh, podcast... uh successful. You know what Tito? You should just air your grievances of what what what, what is your problem with the shout of wrestling? <laughs> no seriously. He, the hell Tito. Tito well, I'll, I'll tell you
3: my question, if I had the opportunity to talk to Tito, is I think it was like SummerSlam 92 when they were in England. He was supposed to fight Berserker or Warlord, and the card got pushed off,
0: off the, the really? show.
3: So I would like to know, from his point of view, what happened to that card?
0: You know what? Tito Santana, you are demanded now on a shot of wrestling. Let us know what's going on. We know you are going to be at September 17th for this event for Legendary Action Wrestling. But, gentlemen, from one Hall of Famer to another rick flair is in the news this week he's doing a lot better went on his twitter and he said that sometimes you have to get knocked down lower than you've ever been to stand taller than you ever were nature will be back and it's nice to see that the nature boy is starting the recovery good news
2: Yeah, scary situation there. And, uh, you know, the nature boy, of course, was going to kick out it too. So, and (laughs) you know, I'm glad that he's doing better. And hopefully, you know, he is styling and profiling very soon. I got to meet him last year at New York Comic Con. And I, to tell you the truth, he's a nice guy. Nicest guy I'll ever meet. You know, good luck to him. And may his road to recovery be a fast one.
0: Vacant Stone Cold also had to chime in on Ric Flair's recovery. He uh, had a conversation with him. He said he's in in good spirits. He said he was laughing. They had a great talk. Um, um, Charlotte Flair also returned to TV. My baby. Yeah, that's your Oh, it's your baby. No, no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, she returned to TV and she pretty much said she wouldn't be back if the Nate was not in, in a good place. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see Charlotte back. But in other news, mm-hmm. Xavier Woods suffered an apparent left knee injury during a Smackdown Live house show. Um, so Xavier Woods is out of commission. What does that have to say for you know, the the new day? What's going to happen.
2: I think they were still kicking on SmackDown, so it doesn't really change anything, I think. I think he's going to be out for maybe, I think, four weeks, I think was the prognosis. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll affect anything. The next pay-per-view is until next month anyway, so I don't think it'll affect, you know, anything going forward with the current storyline. But one thing that it might change is he won't be going up, up, down, down.
3: <laughs> so that, that's all I gotta say. No, I was gonna say, just keep it Freebird rules all the
2: way. Well, the Freebird
3: rules are a lot we're, better than your joke. But, while we're,
0: <laughs> that's why he's just an intern. You know, we might just actually demote um, um, him right now. I'm actually going to make an executive decision. You are now no longer an intern. You're the beer wench. You you just beer get our beer, beer bitch. and uh, beer wench. No, and, I like and, wench better. And, and, and In wench. all
3: fairness, I will take the role as long
0: as you supply the wig.
3: There you <laughs> I like this
0: guy. Okay, you're off to a great start as beer wench. He won's pigtails. Other injuries yes. happened this week and I. it is sad to say that Samoa Joe will be out for four to six weeks for a, a knee injury as Well, but in other news, Mm -hmm. Dolph Ziggler—he's talking to close family friends, saying that he may not resign when his contract is up in October.
2: What's with the
3: white? Bacon hand excited
0: about it. They can. Why?
2: It's not that I'm excited about it. I, I think that you you've done all you can with Dolph Ziggler to this point. If he decides to take a break from WWE or refresh his head, I think he needs to go out there and uh, rediscover something. I, I'm
0: Well the promo he cut on SmackDown this past week, was that a way of him rediscovering himself? I mean he went off. He I went
2: mean, if they execute it right, cool. But if the room let's I'm assuming I'm interested. I'm assuming, let's say for the sake of argument that this is true, Mm -hmm. that he's leaving in October, blah, blah, blah. If it's something that maybe they have nothing else for him or he just feels burnt out. I mean, a lot of wrestlers have been burnt out. Jericho being one of them. He was the kind of guy that when he left in 05, he went, you know, toured with Fozzie. He did game shows. He did all this stuff. And if he feels that, you know, right now wrestling is maybe not for him, then he needs to go out there and refocus, recenter himself. Um, I've dogged dog Dogged uh, Dolph Ziggler in the past. He's not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. But I do think he has talent. Um, And I feel that if you repackage him, it steals from him a little bit. But I think that you need to make him interesting. But I, I don't know if that's something that he needs to come up with by being out there. Or maybe the writers are just, they just don't give a crap. And hopefully something good comes out of Dolph
0: Ziggler in the end. I have to say that we've heard about the Divas revolution. But now I feel like there's an independent revolution. Once Cody Rhodes left the WWE to pursue other talents, the guy is making money he is getting booked week after week. He's the Ring of Honor champion right now. He is been quoted to say he is making more money in the independent scene than he ever saw in WWE so if he is the pioneer of going to the E and making that WWE paycheck and then leaving that to get that notoriety to get that name and get that build in the independent scene and make it big like he's been doing I mean he's part of the Bullet Club he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling Ring of Honor he I mean he was wrestling for HOG earlier this year at the Elks Lodge in Queens New York I mean the guy is just flowing Money. I think he's being the pioneer for a Dolph Ziggler to follow and say, you know what? My boy Cody Rhodes is making mad money. I could do the same thing. Dolph Ziggler and the Independence, I think he would kill it.
2: I think he'd he it in Southpaw Regional Wrestling, but that's just me. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I think I, I think my question to Dolph Ziggler, if indeed these rumors are true, is do you want to continue with wrestling and do you want to go to Japan and rediscover yourself or do you want to pursue other talent?
3: My only thought was way back, what was it, the day after WrestleMania when uh, Alberto Del Rio had the title and then Dolph Ziggler was money in the bank and he came in and cashed in. Yeah, that was great. That was his that right? peak. Yeah. That was awesome. Now, the word is, Vince McMahon did not believe in Dolph, but he believed in the pop. Mm. He was like, let Dolph get the pop, but don't let him have the belt. He said, I'm going to let you win, but you're dropping it in two weeks. And he dropped it in two weeks because Vince did not believe in him. So I can see why Dolph would like to leave because if Vince doesn't believe in him, why do you want to stay with a company that doesn't believe in you?
0: Well, gentlemen, this is a wrestling podcast. And in other news, there's another wrestling podcast that's around Tony Schiavone's podcast uh, where he um, talked about rebuilding the horsemen with today's stars. And these are the names that he drew out. If he were to build the four horsemen, It would be The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, led by Arn Anderson in the J.J. Dillon role. What do you guys think about that?
2: Hell to know. I mean,
0: right now, no. Right now, if Michael J. Putty was listening Wait. to this, he just creamed in his pants because these are all his favorite people.
2: Uh, uh, let me. I'll take them I'll agree with the mid. Not so much Kurt Hawkins. I would give it to Zack Ryder. I think the look that Zack Ryder has right now, he could easily turn heel just like that. I think he has the the, the ability and the, and the character to actually be well executed in a role like that. Now the Arn Anderson thing, I like that. I think Arn was a good heel. He was a good. He was a good. A uh, good good muscle. Yeah, in the Horseman. So, but the the Kurt Hawkins part, no. So well I,
0: well, I feel if you're gonna bring legitimacy uh, as to reforming a faction like the Four Horsemen, you need an original Horseman and make that happen. Of you course. need Arn Anderson to come in and say, "I'm rebuilding the Horsemen, and I'm gonna do it with these talents and like put them over that way."
3: Well, I just want to add one thing. Uh what was that, Tony Shavani? Yeah, screw Tony Shavani.
0: <laughs> did you did you hear did you hear his interview
3: where he where they asked him about his wrestling uh, past and he just said it was just a gig so wow so anything he says from Fact. this point on who cares what he says it's just a gig
2: well he did say that everything he called every match was the best in the history of our sport so fuck you, tony
3: yeah that's what i'm trying to say i'm glad you were like hey you know let's bring up tony Giovanni, his podcast and what he has to say
2: i don't care it's just a gig why don't you stick with the Gwinnett braves hey that's all <laughs>
0: Hey, my beer wench has a gig, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> yes,
2: that's right. That's right. I got a gig. Tony Schiavone, if you need a co-host, Jeff, half the intern and while uh, is we're t- available after tonight. Gentlemen,
0: in other news, while we're talking about gigs, um, there is a lot of indie wrestlers who are going to get a lot of gigs. From the recent posting, this is the new edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, which is going to come out in November. But they just released the 500 best wrestlers in the world. Now, it includes a lot of people who've been interviewed by a shot of wrestling, which it's pretty cool. Um, but let me just break down the top 10 for you because I think just the top 10 will really. Your interest in the, the number 10 spot, The Miz. Okay. All right. Now, The Miz, it, just so you know, according to this publication, was the best wrestler in 2011. And last year, he came in at number 22. Number nine. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead.
3: I, all I got to say is the girl's face, that's me every day I see The Miz. That girl's face <laughs> is me. <laughs>
0: So you're you're a Miz hater? All no,
3: right. no, no, no. I love the Miz. I'm just that girl's face. And every time I see him, I want him to eat KFC over my clothes. Just I'm gonna put my gym bag and you just eat chicken over
2: my my, my clothes. When man. he sees the Miz, he feels like he needs to jizz. <laughs> that's
3: that's fair too.
0: Gentlemen, number nine, Bobby Rude. Rude. Rude made the top ten last year. He was number seventy. Now I have to say, this guy is in his. He's forty now. Bobby Rude just debuted on, on uh SmackDown.
3: Still upset about that debut. Still upset.
0: What? I know. We talked about it last week. He Why are you upset about that debut?
3: Because my argument was if you listen really quick was they put a commercial in the middle of his debut to treat him like they, he should have a full straight debut without commercial. Uh, yeah, yeah and then to then confuse me more to have an interview post interview with Renee right after his match. So I was like what do you really think of him if he's not good enough to have a full match where you can willing to lose money to have a full match with him, but then he gets a post match interview in the ring.
0: He was confused. I was just confused. So Jeff, I was like, "Jeff the intern recently demoted to Jeff the beer wench is still beer con- wench, but beer still confused.
3: confused about the way they're pushing Bobby Roode."
0: Um, Samoa so Joe was number eight. This is mm-hmm. another guy who's approaching his forties. He's thirty eight years old. Last year he was number fourteen, so he's making his way down the list. Number seven, Dean Ambrose. Again, someone up. Who else is making his way down the list? He was number nine last year. Number six, Nakamura. Cheesecake, knock him over. Number Cheesecake. six, Cheesecake. Vacant. I think this next one will really get us riled up in here because you and I, I would say maybe in the past year have gotten a little bit more in wrestling outside of the WWE right, umbrella.
3: Right. Is is it Goldust?
0: Number five, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Oh my.
2: God, I that I I agree.
0: New Japan uh the
2: match I saw pro with Pro Wrestling him in Okada, United
0: shit. States champion.
2: No, dude, well deserved.
0: Um going uh-huh. back to the WWE wrestlers on this list, Roman Reigns came in at number 4. Uh, he was number 1 last year. Oh, uh, at least he's going down. Kevin down. Owens was is number 3. He okay. was number 6. Um and one interesting thing to know, one of the things I really like about this publication is that it tells you why They put these people on these spots very interesting thing about kevin owens that during the time they evaluated him for this position at number three 9.5 months out of a 12 month year he was a champion whether he was universal champion united states champion he was a champion so i completely agree with the way that they graded him and putting him at the number three spot number two any guesses gentlemen it's a double. WWE guy. Seth Rollins. Finn Balor. You would both be wrong because this 40-year-old makes anyone in their matches look amazing. And he did it for Shane O'Mac. That's right. He was number four last year. Number two this year, AJ Styles. The phenomenal one.
2: The only guy who's kept me uh, still locked into SmackDown. It's been AJ Styles.
0: AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. The... What what does he call himself? The the house that AJ Styles built is yeah, now. The face, the, place, <laughs> the face that runs the place, my friend. The face that runs the place. Number one. Uh you may be surprised about this one, but if you've seen this guy in action, you will not be yet. vacant. You mentioned his match with Kenny Omega. Number one, the first Japanese wrestler to be number one for pro wrestling illustrated okada that's right though rainmaker is the number one rated wrestler in the world he was number two last year now the kid the i could say the kid but the guy is only 29 he has a lot of years in him when will the wwe now take this talent and make him his own
2: and it's also up to them though, uh, to take that WWE opportunity to make him even bigger. But I think uh a guy like Okada, that number one distinction has been well deserved. Uh, especially again, Okada and Omega, I, I I started liking them ever since that match I saw from uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So well deserved on that. But let's it, let's see if the WWE or Triple H or whoever it is that is running that ship, um, takes an eye to Okada and puts him in the main roster.
0: Is that something you would want to see? I'd see that. I kind of feel like they would ruin him. I f- kind of feel like they would take Okada and they would not know what to do with him. One of the great things, the same thing with Kenny Omega, when I think one of the great things between a Kenny Omega Okada match is that they were they're able to go and create it they have freedom. themselves. Yeah. The freedom, they don't have that freedom in the WWE. So I I feel like you you've seen it with AJ Styles and Nakamura. Those two guys who went to New Japan and made stars of themselves. And now they're in the WWE. And what are they? I mean, AJ Styles is doing great, but Nakamura, the artist? I mean, give me a break. I think,
2: but I think there's a, a few other factors uh, going into. You know these guys right now in in the roster maybe getting lost in the shuffle. I mean that also has to do with the NXT call ups and also the fans demanding that X amount of people be brought up because we want to see them on the main roster. And then when they're on the main roster, what the hell do you do with them? The other thing too is you are featuring your already established stars too much, and it mm-hmm. doesn't give you know the room for the fledging superstars to have a spotlight. So it's a, it has a lot to do with it. Uh, Nakamura, in a sense, I can't relate to. I like Nakamura. I just not, it just nothing about him pops to my head Great wrestler but at the end of the day can I get invested in him Not so much.
0: I feel like someone like Kenny Omega needs to go straight to the main roster. I need someone who doesn't need to be introduced to the WWE universe through NXT. Someone like Kenny Omega is making a name for himself. If he came in straight to Raw and started shaking things up, boy, would I be tuning in? I already tune in, but with excitement to Monday Night Raw if Kenny Omega just went straight to the main roster.
3: Yeah, that's a good valid point that nobody's being fast-tracked. If they want to bring any indie wrestler, they have to do like a in NXT before yeah. they even come to Raw now.
2: Well, I think that's a mistake to make with Mike Canellis. Uh, I think the only oh, reason he was brought there's the, a good point right there. That's They'd, an absolutely great point. Uh, the only reason he was brought up to the main roster was because of his wife, and we don't see his wife that much in, right now. I mean, nope. uh, he wrestled Bobby Roode on SmackDown. He lost. I think Bennett should have uh, been on NXT. You know, worked on his character a little bit, and then be brought up. And I think this power of
0: love character is great for NXT. It's the same thing with uh, Breeze Dango, Tyler Breeze. When he did his whole gimmick, it worked great for NXT, and I knew it wasn't going to work for the main roster.
2: I can say the same thing about Ty Dillinger, too. I'm just going to go
3: on eBay, look for Maria Canellis' Playboy, and go up to to Mike Canellis and ask him for an autograph.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I have that Playboy. Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, those were the news topics from this week. Jeff the Beer Wench, it's time for you to get us some beers um, and get ready for the next segment.
1: Where is my wig? A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown
5: Cheers
0: and Heels. All right, it's time for another great week of Raw and SmackDown Cheers and Heels. Now, this is what we do every week. If you haven't listened to the show before, we cheer what we like. We heal what we don't like. Very simple. Now, I'm a gracious host. When I'm in the host chair, I want to throw it to my co-host. This week, Vacant, I know you're a big Smackdown mark. You love Smackdown. Smackdown is better. Go ahead. So why don't you give us your cheers and heels for Smackdown?
2: Well, I'm going to cheer. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, starting his feud with Shane McMahon. Something that I believe is going to lead into the Survivor Series. Okay, uh, Giving a pure feud, no title in, on the line or anything like that, just him having beef with someone else. And this this time that beef is Shane McMahon. The whole angle of him getting screwed over, not being given the opportunities that he, des- he thinks he deserves from a McMahon, you know, have me hooked. I think the, his promo skills are getting a little better now. Not that they weren't bad before, but I feel that... Um, he is the typical heel that you want. The guy who whines, the one guy who bitches, who's yeah. annoying, who basically sounds like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I liked about him and, and, and that entire uh, segment that he had with um, with uh, Shane. Now, I've had something to heal is basically what they're doing right now with Jinder Mahal. I mean, are, are we going to...
0: He's a strong champion. He's been a long champion he's now. He's been a long champion. Longer than I expected.
2: But can I, can I gravitate to it? In the beginning, India can. India can. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say this
3: is not about you. This is about India.
2: Really? You should move <laughs> to India. <laughs> if
3: I can't afford it, well,
0: it is part of Asia, and you're Asian. Why not? I'm
3: a little too yellow for <laughs> India.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, you but can't get I, behind gender. I Go can't ahead. get. I can't get.
2: You know, I I was for gender being champion. I'm not saying that he doesn't have the the, the ability and and the hard work that he puts into it. But I feel right now that I'm stuck in this main event limbo with like, you know, you could do something with Nakamura, but you're kind of like not booking him right or making him into this artist. Randy Orton, uh, his feud with Jinder was boring as hell. Yeah. What do you do with Rusev? I think uh, Rusev at this point is just. I think
0: Rusev would be a great champion for SmackDown. That's where my money would be. I'd love to see Rusev in the top. But
3: then they buried him in SummerSlam.
2: Well, they squashed his ass. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was that was bullshit. Um, what I thought was going to happen personally, um, and I probably won't have fans of this, was Jinder and Rusev were beefing at the beginning of the year before Rusev was injured. Um, I thought that he was going to come back after cutting those promos about how he deserves a chance and he was working out at the gym. and He wanted to be champion. I thought he was going to feud with Jinder. That didn't happen, of course. They right. went with Nakamura. I get it, but. Um, I don't. I need to see some pizzazz in the world title picture. Right now, the world title is not looking that great. So that's my heel for SmackDown. Uh, cheer, uh, Baron Corbin and AJ Styles. I think Corbin makes okay. some second wind here after what allegedly happened into him. You know, forcibly cashing in his money in the bank contract. Um, I think a Corbin AJ feud can uh, can have some magic you know, down the road to the next pay-per-view in October. He, well,
0: AJ makes anybody look good. Yeah. So, and I, Corbin's I, a good guy. Yeah. He's,
2: he's a good wrestler. So I, I think that he, he was booked incredibly well in 2017. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they thought they had to stop his momentum, but I mean, we'll see. Maybe this is what he needs to jumpstart his, uh, his momentum again.
0: Maybe they just wanted to to wear it out a little bit more, you know, milk it, make more money out of him. And the all, I mean, the only way I think you can make money with someone is, is to probably stop his momentum and start again and start building it up. And you literally yeah. extend it by a few months and hopefully get more people invested in him. So I really hope he's in the upswing. Um, going back to your first cheer, um, I feel like the raw writers went to SmackDown because. Didn't for a good time with the authority on Monday Night Raw, we see that you have an evil McMahon go against you know the, the wrestlers and the wrestlers thinking that the evil McMahons are, are the worst thing to happen to wrestling and, and they're not giving the land of opportunity now on SmackDown, the right. wrestlers a chance. So I feel, I feel like the writers have kind of switched and I'll talk about a little bit more on well, in Raw. In this
2: case, you have a, a good McMahon. Going against a Canadian guy. And in, 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 in retrospect, if you go back to the whole Bret Hart thing, you know, the Canadians think that's <laughs> evil. So this is what Kevin Owens is thinking right, right now. So
0: we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So, so this is probably how the production meeting went. I have a great idea. <laughs> We're going to have a, a McMahon, you know, fight with a wrestler. But here's the twist. Instead of the McMahon being bad, he's going to be good. And instead of the wrestler being good like Daniel Bryan, he's going to be bad.
2: And he's Canadian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just tweak it a little bit so they could actually get something on TV. Um, Jeff the Enter, you look like you want to say something. Um, you're just a beer wench. W- w- why are you looking at me with disdain with, with in your eye like you want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, I have nothing to say. I'm great.
3: I'm glad. I'm glad you guys gave me the five seconds. That I have nothing to
0: say. All right, then we let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Yes. Monday Night Raw, probably something my, I do want to say about. Oh Jesus Christ! Who Suckers. gave you a mic? Um, I, I say it week after week. Raw is better, but this is the actually the first week in a long time that I think people might actually agree with me. Raw was better, largely to do with one segment. But before we get to that, there's something I have to heal. The hot potato with the Women's Championship. We talked about it last week. We talked about it many times on A Shot of Wrestling. But they did it freaking again. Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus freaking Christ. Like, I I was cool with Sasha Banks winning at SummerSlam. I was cool with it. As long as she had a good long title reign. If you're going to give it back to Alexa Bliss, why? Why even go go through it?
2: I don't understand that either. I mean, at least give her... A nice little, you know, run with the Give title, her a month. Give her a month. Come give, on. I mean, I don't, I, I think at this point, WWE is trying to commit themselves to Nia Jax. And I think, oh, yeah. I like that. But I don't see why you need to play hot potato with the title
0: again. To have,
2: I, give Nia Jax a chance. Having said that, I think Nia Jax going to win at No Mercy.
0: I don't think they're going to give it to Nia Jax. You don't think so? No, okay. I, I, I think they have think more they money be... invested if they draw it out, and they give it if they are going to put the title on Nia Jax, they do it at like at a Survivor Series, I just, I just so you get a few more pay per views out well, of them too.
3: Just keeping
2: with the hot potato, they're just going to keep dropping the belt. Dropping <laughs>
3: the belt so the belt. Nia
0: Jax wins at No Mercy at the next pay per view, Alexa yeah. Bliss wins again, and then back and forth.
2: I think the scenario now is um, Jax is looking like she's going to battle for the title, but Sasha has a, a rematch, mm-hmm. so. it probably down the road maybe next week it could be Nia Jax against Sasha Winterfaces uh Alexa but
0: like i got to say it wasn't a complete wash and this is i'm going to go back to my point where i feel like the the writing staff switched off so now i feel like the smackdown staff came to raw because i felt like i was watching an episode of smackdown because Smackdown has been known of pushing the women's division. And then it's exactly mm-hmm. what happened on Monday Night Raw. Like the main event was a women's match. You know, the title switched hand, which was great, but this is something I've seen on SmackDown before. You know, the, the build through the show about the promos, about being all about the match and you know, are yeah. tonight's main event. Like it all felt very SmackDown ish about the way that no, the this, SmackDown writing this, this is. This
3: is just all about the May Young classic. They're just like we wanna push Female main event, so then you could push yourself to watch the main Young Classic and have something to go to sleep, too. Because we all got to get up in the morning. They're like, <laughs> we got to okay. help you go fall asleep because you get too excited during Raw, so you need something to go to so sleep. So
0: you from. felt the women's match was a transition to yeah. getting people who wanted to watch women's wrestling transition then to the main Young Classic? But in I didn't a, In watch a production it. state of mind, it, it's very feasible. It I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I
3: didn't watch it. But based on your both opinions, it was something to help you fall asleep
0: too. I I watched um, the first episode and then I jumped straight to the, la- the last because they released the first four, and you the rest. The wrestling I wasn't really too impressed about. Um, I think uh, Lita is uh, doing a a lot better job commentating than I ever thought. But then she's also sitting next to good old Jr. So I'm sure. The combination Uh, between those two made it work really well.
2: I can't judge on that yet because I haven't watched it. But I did. I I mean, I'm surprised that you said that you thought Lita was doing well. I know. Um, I know. I I heard on the other end that, you know, Lita was not doing that great. But then again.
0: My my bar for Lita was set really low. (laughs) So when I heard her sound somewhat credible next to JR, I was like, hey, she's not fucking up. But if we had to give big cheer for this past week on WWE TV, it had to go to the segment between Roman Reigns and John Cena. So before we get into discussion, let's hear it just so we can refresh our memories of what actually happened.
4: You may not understand this because probably no one's ever told you this before, John. But you're not as big of a deal as you think you are. I don't care what you've done or what you plan to do. I've done something you'll never do. I retired The Undertaker at WrestleMania. So maybe it's not that I don't want to fight you. Maybe I just don't need to.
5: You, you, you don't need to fight me. You are the high exalted, Roman Reigns. You are the big dog. Everybody back there knows it. Everybody out here still kind of trying to figure it out. They go back and forth with you because when they look at you, they see what I see. A cheap-ass, corporately created John Cena bootleg. He ain't the guy. Dude, you're just a guy. A guy trying so desperately to fill shoes that you never will and the reason you won't sign that is because you know if you do, your Roman Empire,
4: they boo you because first of all, you suck. And second of all, it's because they see right through you. You're a phony. You're a yes man who can learn how to do anything or be anything. So if you wrap all that up, you're just a fake. <laughs> Not only that, he's a part-timing fake. <laughs> and I'll be damned if i don't bust my ass Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every single week so you can hang out on the Today Show. Then jump on his... Big old bus, and hell, maybe I'll come to a WWE show if they pay me enough. But what are you really gonna do, John? What are you gonna do, huh? You're gonna jump off that bus with that big shovel. That's what you're gonna do, and you're gonna bury as much young talent as you can. But the thing is, the reason why you don't like me, what irritates you about me, you can't bury me, John. So now tell me this, why would I want to lessen myself, my legacy, my bloodline to be the next John Cena when I can be the one and only Roman Reigns? You,
5: waltz down here and use the same pathetic excuse that every other single person before you has done. You, with all your gifts and all your opportunities, You have the gall to blame me. You got to blame me. Fine, I've been hearing that racket for 10 years and I ain't tired yet. I'm strong enough. I've been called a lot worse by a lot tougher. I was honored and privileged to earn the United States title at this stage in my career and use it as a beacon of opportunity to introduce... New superstars to the WWE like Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, just to name a few. You took the U.S. title as a demotion. And you stand there and blame me. Fine, I blame you. I'm still here because you can't do your job. When it comes to this yard, you probably haven't learned it yet. There's only one rule, step up or step aside. And over the years, there's been a few to step up, but nobody to ever keep up. And then I finally hear about this one guy, the guy, the Roman Reigns, the one that can keep up. And now I look at you and I listen to you. You should be ashamed I'm a part-timer because I can do this part-time better than you could ever do it full-time.
0: Wow. That, I mean, John Cena literally just handed the biggest ass whoop into Roman Reigns. Now, I know everybody's discussing it about it this week, so that the forums are going crazy. A few lines that I do want to break down in what I think, again... One of the biggest cheers of the week is is John Cena tearing apart Roman Reigns. What do you think about this line? They see a cheap ass corporately created John Cena Bootleg. That's what it started off with.
3: My only response is uh, Roman Reigns
2: is winning. He's going over it no mercy. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I think that that line was on point. It has to do... I, I think that one, one of the things about this promo is that they used the thoughts of the fans, probably what they say on the internet or mm. what they hear on videos or other podcasts or something, and they use it on this promo. And one of those things was this thing that some people perceive as roman reigns becoming just another john cena and some people may may think that roman is this dude that's being shoved down our throats a little mm-hmm. bit too quickly that they're committed to roman reigns and they want him on top but i think john cena in in a way used that that feeling that we all some of us may have and use it effectively in this promo all right. One of my honest thoughts is the difference between John Cena and Roman
3: Reigns is that John Cena was willing to take risks. Roman, way- Roman, Wayne, <laughs> Roman Wayne. Wayne, Roman Wayne, Roman Wayne, Roman Reigns Botch. has literally been sitting there and just <laughs> yes, yes, all the way. Whatever the back tells him, whatever uh, writers tell him what to do, he has not once go. Well, maybe I should do something that I like. He has taken everything except tooken? for maybe, maybe like. Tooken? Maybe like suffering, suffer, task when he was like, Suffering, All you don't right. you know, when he did well, that. To,
0: well, to your point, I mean, these wrestlers, this is their job, right? Um, do you take risks at your job? Do you or do you just do what you're told? You know, unless you're in a position where you're able, like John Cena is able to take those risks, he has built a what 15 year career with the WWE. And he is allowed, he has earned the right to take those risks. Roman Reigns is new, and I wouldn't say that new into this position, but he's no John Cena. Okay. So he definitely, if I was in his position at a few years into my career, I'm like, yeah, I could take small risks, but I can't just go out there and do everything I want Wait, to do.
3: Let Let me. Let me. Let if you me... let
0: Dean Ambrose do everything he wanted to do, you know what kind of star he would fucking be, you know? Like, if you let um, Seth Rollins do whatever the hell he wanted to do, you know what kind of bigger star he could be? Kevin Owens is probably the only one that's new right now, like one of those new era wrestlers who has taken the most amount of risk in the shortest amount of times and actually is doing something with his career.
3: So John Cena, he was going to get sent back to the farm system. But then during a Halloween episode, he dressed up as vanilla ice and pulled his little rap stick that caught Stephanie's eye. So to say that John Cena did not go off script, there's many times to even bring John Cena to where he is. He went off script and pretended to be a white rapper and that's how he was able to get attention. What I'm trying to say is Roman Reigns has never even took the opportunity to go, let me bring a little bit of myself into my character and see where this goes. He's literally have been so safe. And that's why he's such a pain in my butt character. He has to stop being safe and take a risk. Well, well
2: this, this, I, Sorry to interrupt. This goes back to the, uh, the podcast with Stone Cold and Vince. In which Stone Cold mentioned the wrestlers walking on eggshells and not wanting to put out their ideas or right. say something because they thought that, you know, they might get fired or something. And I remember uh, Vince, uh, Vince's response to Stone Cold was um, something that had to do with, you know, uh, Stone Cold told him, do you think wrestlers are afraid to piss people off? And Vince just said, well, don't piss anybody off. And Stone Cold answered back, I pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. And I think that is the formula. That is the mindset that everybody should have in the locker room. Yes, it's true that as you have years and years and you did well and you put in your hard work and your sweat and tears, or whatever, that you have some say into what can go into your character. But I think Roman Reigns at this point has been with the WWE since, uh, I think, 2013, if I'm not and mistaken. And now, now it's time. Yeah, I think with the level that he's at right now in Vince's eyes or in some of the fans' eyes, that he could be like, you know what? This is not working out. Something's not clicking. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can tweak this up a little bit and make it a little bit more exciting. Maybe they can relate to me. Something.
3: But it seems like he's not putting that argument out there. Well, do, do you
2: think that that's the case or do you know that's the case? Because I can, I can sit here and assume that thing too. Yeah. But I it could be that maybe he I is mean, putting in his, uh,
0: his ideas and creative is just not going along with it. Well, my big point about that line in particular is that he mentioned a corporately created John Cena bootleg. Okay, and if that is the truth, and if and he if he's taking truth into his this promo, and the fact that WWE is creating a corporately created bootleg of John Cena, listen, Hulk Hogan. was his own man, and he carried the WWE umbrella under, you know, for so long. Hulkamania running wild. John Cena is no Hulkamania. You know, the reason that John Cena works and the reason Hulkamania works, the reason CM Punk works, the reason Stone Cold worked, the reason Bret Hart worked, because they were their own individual characters, their own individual person. For me to even bring... like, truth to that to that statement is saying that, you know, the WWE is so ignorant, is so blind that, you know, they say, John Cena worked so well for us for 15 years and we made so much money. So, you know, instead of creating a new kind of character, instead of creating a new star who is a new individual, I'm just going to take the John Cena character and just put it on someone else. And I think that's bullshit. I think that's complete bullshit. And it doesn't, it's to me, it did not expose... Roman Reigns expose the WWE mm-hmm. because if, if, that's, the, that's if, a point. if the corporate WWE creative is going out of their way to create another John Cena, go fuck yourself
3: 100%. because I do 100%. not want to watch
0: another John Cena. There's only one. Mm-hmm. I don't need another one. I want a new fresh face. I want a new Dean Ambrose. I want a new Kevin Owens, a new AJ Styles. I don't want you to make AJ Styles a new John Cena. Right. So I think it exposed the WWE more than it exposed Roman Reigns.
3: I, I still just believe that Roman Reigns is afraid to take a risk. And that's why I'm really annoyed with Roman Reigns as a person and especially
0: as a character. Well, maybe when he takes risks, he stutters a little bit because the... <laughs> it's called a promo, John Cena says. And if you want to be a big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, the, I,
2: I think uh, I think the, the, the one thing that the fans, even people like me, have of Roman Reigns is the way he, his mic skills. I mean, I think uh, a wrestler has to have the whole package the moveset, mm-hmm. uh, a character, a uh, persona, psychology, mic skills. Put that together, you got something special. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say that he, I, I believe he froze yeah. when he was trying to make a second point. Um, I think he, uh, the WWE right now is all about scripts, all about writers, all mm-hmm. about keeping to your to your lines, memorize your lines or you're gonna fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have been what happened here. And John just jumped on it and clobbered him. And that's also you know the the veteran schooling the newbie. And and in actuality, Roman is still kind of the newbie, but he's also at the top echelon of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So.
3: I got I got a guy to bring up Drew McIntyre. Okay. Drew McIntyre, what it, Vince McMahon was the hand chosen one. What what was his hand chosen, chosen gimmick, yeah. Yeah. So Drew was supposed to be that guy. The one. The the chosen one. Drew was supposed to be that guy. Right. And Drew did not produce. Thrown back in the minors. Now NXT working his way back up. Roman is in the same spot in that sense that he was hand chosen. Like, look at you. You look great. You look like you would be somebody. But he doesn't know. He would. He didn't like. He doesn't have that.
0: What he what, the it. Well, you know? Peter Rosenberg said it. Um, I think during an episode of of the show that he has on the WWE Network, where you know he did break it down very honestly, and he said, you know, it wasn't WWE that picked Roman Reigns. When you look at the Shield, and you look at when the Shield started back in the day, and it's early becoming, so you had Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. You looked at those three. And immediately, as a fan, we all said, dude, Roman Reigns is the stud. Roman Reigns is the champion. Like, out of those three, Roman Reigns is the one who's going to go places. But in my opinion, I think the WWE did something really smart that I did not expect. They didn't push Roman Reigns when he was in the shield. They decided to make it all about the architect Mm -hmm. and Seth Rollins. And I was like, this is awesome because... Seth Rollins, to me, was the one that was not going to make it. I'm like, Dean Ambrose probably could do something mid-card. He'll be fine. Uh, Roman Reigns, without a doubt, he's going to be the star. Right. Seth Rollins just didn't fit for me. He had this weird streak too. in his hair. And I'm like, he's but, third wheel.
3: But to be honest, Seth has been my guy. Of course. I think
0: WWE planted it that way.
3: And I think if Seth didn't get injured, he should be at the top. He should be the face of the company,
2: in my opinion. And I would have been completely happy with Seth as the face of the Going company. Going back to your point about, you know, the, the whole how Roman's rise began. Um that Royal Rumble, and this goes back to twenty fourteen. Um Daniel Bryan was not included in that Royal Rumble. People mm-hmm. were mad. Yeah. So the one with the next best thing was let's get behind Roman Reigns. Because he this is this can be the guy that takes down the authority, takes down Randy Wharton. Mind you, he was still heel at the time. Uh-huh. But you know, they they when Roman was out there, people were cheering for him, myself included. I was cheering for him.
0: This is Deal? the rumble where he eliminated the most people or the I, one after? I
2: think is, is, this he, is the Rock was this the Rock War Rumble? No. uh this is the Rumble before WrestleMania thirty. So this is the one where Batista won. Okay. Um and he w- it was him and Batista the last two. I think, yeah, it's the I'm one not. where
0: uh, Roman Reigns eliminated the most men. Like he beat uh, yeah. Kane's record, right? So now fast forward to 2015. Uh, Daniel Bryan did not win the
2: Rumble; he was eliminated. So what happened? Roman Reigns was they tried to push him in, but this time that didn't work. It, it now you're now the fans wanted Daniel Bryan to make a comeback. That's right. So Roman was placed in the wrong spot. So people started turning against Roman because they knew right then and there that the WWE was trying to push this guy to be the next big thing. What,
3: what was that? Uh, over the edge? No, that was, this was, this was Roman. No, because remember, they fought one-on-one at the very
2: next pay-per-view. Well, that was... Yeah, they fought... At, uh, if I, I think it was Fastlane. That's what it is. Yeah, so they, they fought at Fastlane. Roman won to establish that, hey, this is the guy that we're going to go with. I think that the mistake was how that was executed. And they're still suffering from that. So the people don't want this guy shoved down their throat or, or or whatever it is that you want to call it.
0: I think the biggest mistake that ever happened when we're talking about Royal Rumble and then we'll get back into this Raw and SmackDown cheers and heels is that um, the worst thing that they could have done in, that Rumble, in the Rumble after Roman Reigns eliminated the most men, because the next one is the one that he won, um, was that he eliminated Daniel Bryan. Right. That was the worst 100%. thing. At that moment, was where the crowd turned because it literally Daniel Bryan was everybody's guy. He was the guy that you know he just came out of the um, WrestleMania, winning, being the champion. Be- right. Yes, WrestleMania, and then you know to come back, being injured, relinquishing really the title, coming back and being in that in the Rumble, and then being thrown by Roman Reigns. That was like no, that's it. I was cool with well, you guys pushing Roman Reigns, but now that you're turning him on our guy, and Daniel Bryan didn't barely lasted uh, minutes. I mean, he got, was gone you,
3: quick. You got to realize he was our guy, but Daniel Bryan was not Vince's guy. Hmm. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you're not Vince's guy, no matter how much we care about that, that uh, wrestler, uh, he's, not, he's not going far. Right.
0: Well, you know who Vince's guy is? It is John Cena and when he said I'm still here because you Roman Reigns, you can't do your job. I was like, burn notice. Mm-hmm. That is it. Wrap it up. This is the best shit I ever saw.
2: <laughs> That's there's some truth to that. Situation. Absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah. There, there's most of these guys right now you can't even gravitate to. Mm-hmm. It the fact that they had to bring back John Cena on July 4th just to bring back the ratings and yeah. make this free agent gimmick on him, it tells you why they're trying to do that. They, they want to. They want the numbers. They and want feel to boost like, the
0: audience. I feel like John Cena's ready. He's ready to go off into the sunset and do his own thing. But it's like, well, I can't go if you know you don't have top stars. Who do you, you hand the have, baton to? Yeah, yeah. there's there. So well, going back to the beginning when we started saying that uh, Jeff the Beer Wench was saying. You know, (laughs) Roman Reigns is going over. I think that one statement Mm -hmm. is the statement that says, yes, I'm here. John Cena is here to put Roman Reigns over because I I need to make sure that to pass that baton to someone else.
3: And going on your point, Vacant, is speaking of transcending, the only person who can transcend is The Miz. He's the only one who has reached other outlets. He's done movies, he's done MTV. Well, he's the DVDs, only one. But yeah. Huh? DVDs. Street yeah, TV. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, it's fine. Right. He's done. But the whole point is that he's the only one outside of uh, Brock Lesnar, who, of course, after uh, No Mercy, is going to be disappeared until Royal
2: Rumble. You know, he's the only one. The Miz didn't make a point at Raw that you know, I think it was last week that that's a guy who has been putting into the, the blood, sweat, and tears and. You know, he he had nothing to show for it. He wasn't at, he he wasn't featured correctly at SummerSlam. He was. I the think first there was there were, Yeah, he was the first match that nobody to an really empty was there ring. Yeah. to yeah. an empty ring, which I thought that was the biggest botch in my life. You yeah. know that I've ever seen, but um, he did make a point, and those those real points transcended into this promo that. The crowd right now is invested in specific mid card guys that have a lot of potential. Mind you, Miz, the Miz was not a mid card guy at one point. He was he was the main event.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I people want that man to come back. They want to see other like mid card guys get be given the spotlight, not just this dude because he's strong and he has a Superman punch and he's the big dog and he retired the Undertaker. That that doesn't mean we're going to give a crap. It doesn't, and I agree with that. Look, I still hate The
3: Miz, but I think The Miz is more marketable than Roman Reigns. That's all I have to say.
0: I I actually was having the same thought today. I was like, you know, when we're because when I was thinking about that, that statement, like, you know, John Cena is back just because, you know, Roman Reigns couldn't couldn't take the ball. He couldn't put the company on his back. I'm like, well, you know what? If John Cena wanted to go off into a sunset and he needed to pass that baton to someone who is that one person who could hold the company on his back? And then I'm like, the only person I could think of is the Miz, 100%. who who has shown time and time again he could go year after year without being injured. You know, who could show he's entertaining as fuck. He's got a hot wife, and now he's got two little coons to help him take care of business. What it, better, what better heel champion do you have out there? Right now, it's the era of the super heavyweights on Raw,
2: and it's completely dominated by you know yeah, Samoa Joe. Too. Uh, Braun, Braun Strowman, uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar, Lesnar. Reigns, right. Cena, if you want to include him in that spot. Great point. But yeah. it's a super heavyweight. It's an, it, yeah. I think right now, the WWE is not going to try to market The Miz to go up against Brock Lesnar. You know that's going to be a beat. No, off. you're absolutely Forget right. Yeah. The only
0: reason you, you're absolutely right, and that's a great point, because I think the only reason that The Miz came around was to give the smaller guy an opportunity. That's when you got your Daniel Bryans coming up. That's when you had your Zack Ryder's coming up. Because you could actually see people like that compete against The Miz as a champion when you couldn't put Zack Ryder and John Cena together. You couldn't put Daniel Bryan. And, you know, I have to say it, Miz, the pioneer of that division, of that mid-card guy getting that big-card push who makes... The fans really invest now in people yeah. like a Finn Balor, um, you know, one day maybe a Kenny Omega, who's not the biggest guy in the box. But, you know, he, yeah. he definitely has an in-ring skill.
3: One thing I want to add is I saw a tweet by Kevin Owens talking about the fact that he never invoked his rematch clause after he lost <laughs> to Goldberg. So technically, he still has a rematch clause for his belt that Brock Lesnar currently
2: owns. Well, technically speaking, Finn Balor's owed a title.
3: Oh, that, and Finn Balor too. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that should be it. That would be an interesting triple threat. Do you of... know how
2: many times I've lost a title and haven't had a rematch? That's right. That's you know, that's right. Vacant.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Roman Reigns got no love from John Cena. Okay, and you know, maybe Roman Reigns should call our hotline because. We have a hotline vacant. I don't know if you called it up yet. I haven't checked the messages, but it is going off the hook. I mean, people want to get love advice. They want to be the next definition of authority and sexiness like Eric Jaden. And we've now entrusted this man, Eric Jaden, to give our fans, our loyal listeners, the advice that they need to be sexy. Jeff the Beer Wench. Yeah, um, you're right now trying to get a date on um what what's that magazine called? Oh, Time out, out New York. New York. Yeah,
3: Un- it's called Undateable.
0: Undateable. You're one of the Undateables. You're yes. going to be on 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 one of the editions of Time Out New York, and Eric Jaden is going to guide you to get laid that evening. You you will not be undateable anymore if, uh, after Eric well, Jaden ho- gets ho- over you.
3: Hopefully, cl- close before I even open. <laughs> I,
0: I could
2: have sworn you were using backpage.com. <laughs> backpage dot <story>. com,
0: <laughs>
3: but that, shit, that's my other personal
0: (laughs) ad but shit i'm not doing it any justice let's hear from the man himself the definition of authority and sexiness eric jaden
1: this is the definition of authority and sexiness, Eric Jaden. And if, and if you're looking for love advice or just looking to get laid tonight, forget eHarmony, forget Tinder. Dial up for love, baby. 619-343-3005. And I'll help you become the next definition of authority and sexiness.
0: I mean, I want to be sexy, and if I wasn't already with my hot wife and and my little baby boy, I would be like, yo, I'm totally calling up this hotline because I need to get laid, and I need to be sexy. And that's why Jeff the intern, Jeff the beer wench, is going to be calling it because uh, Eric Jaden's going to hook him up.
2: Every day, Pomalem is not working for. <laughs> I,
3: I gotta, I gotta start moving to the dove. Oh man! Oh god! You guys
2: are gross, sensitive
0: skin. But I yes. love you. Um, go home thoughts as we get to the end of this episode. Fuck Tony Shivani. <laughs> <laughs> Next way to bring it around full circle. Thanks, uh, Jeff the Beer Wench. Uh, Bacon, what do you got in well, store for us? Well, go thoughts. home thoughts.
2: I don't want to be in the same podcast as Jeff again, (laughs) Uh, but But, I'd bring the beers, but uh, it's Bud Light. Next time, something stronger. extra light. (laughs) 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 Maybe. No, but uh, my, this is a history making podcast. Okay.
0: It is episode 80. Who who knew we were going to make it to number 80?
2: I am the first guest to have filled in for both hosts. I just want to get that clear.
0: Your family at this point.
2: Yes. I am now a piece of history, and I would like to thank all my fans. Um, (laughs) Chef is one of them. Even though I don't like kind of Number one fan. <laughs> I, I, I am actually filing a restraining order once I leave the studio. Absolutely.
0: I, I, I think you definitely you know, should. I, he's going to stalk the shit I out of you. I will follow you to the bathroom.
2: I, I think you already friend requested me on Facebook. but
0: I, I, I think I, we I, should rename <laughs> him to Jeff the troll. Jeff the internet troll. Because he's going to be under sh- the bridge. <laughs> he's going to troll the shit out of vacant. You know, uh,
2: I'm glad I made history. And um, you know what? To. Uh, 80 more episodes of uh, A Shot of Wrestling.
0: Well, we're on our way to episode 100. And one thing I do have to say, the amount of people interested to be interviewed by A Shot of Wrestling is growing. And and September is booked. That is it. I posted it earlier this week. We had Frankie Flo to start off a great September for us. And the last slot was filled. And boy, is it a big one. So we're going to leave it at that. If you want to follow us... Go to A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram or Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. This show is from the fans and it's to the fans and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts, have fun with it, and who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. If you need love advice from the definition of authority and sexiness, dial it up for love. That's 619-343-3005. If you want to reach us any other way, you could send us an email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. Be a sponsor. Want to get interviewed by your boys here at a shot of wrestling? You could be part of the show too. That's right. Just send us your details at inbox at a shot of wrestling. It's that easy. If
2: you want to sponsor a woman for chef, please also <laughs> call the hotline. <laughs> I was gonna say, male order brides are okay,
0: Jeff. Jeff, the beer wench, you're you're uh undateably good looking guy. Sometimes, if, if I squint my listen, eyes and I have a few beers,
3: if she's willing to wear the wig, she's willing to get the bid. <laughs> Holy
0: fuck. <laughs> well. Frankie Flo said it the best with his message to the legendary action wrestling locker room as they get ready for Bad Blood on September 2nd. Just go out there and be yourself. Jeff the Beer Wench is here being himself. Vacant is being himself. I'm the green man. So for Vacant, Jeff the Beer Wench, Frankie Flo, green man out.